0: From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with
1: Lance Taylor.
0: That's right. Welcome in. It's another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast here on idahosports.com, where we are talking everything in District 6, week in, week out. I'm Brandon Bainey, joined by Lance Taylor. Lance, what's going on today?
1: Not a lot. Just uh, one week closer to football. Yeah, well, you're going to well, be... A, uh, based upon last week, a week closer to football.
0: <laughs> well, right. In District 6 specifically, we we are closer to football because yeah. there weren't any District 6 teams that competed last week. And now this week, really the true week one of the high school football season, every everybody's playing, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next week for sure.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So you're going to be a busy guy this weekend because we have the annual Rocky Mountain Rumble, which uh, at times has incorporated states other than Idaho and Utah, but for the most part at, at its true essence, it's kind of Idaho's best versus Utah's best. For, for someone who's never experienced the Rocky Mountain Rumble before, what what are they in store for Friday and Saturday?
1: Well, they're in store for some very good football, for one. Uh, but there's a lot of unknowns going into these games. Typically, in the, uh, in the Rocky Mountain Rumble, you'll, you'll find one of two things. Uh, either teams will come out very shy, trying to wait to see who throws the first punch, so to speak, while they learn each other, uh, or they just come out swinging. And just say, we're going to go for it. We're going to make them prove that they can stop what we're doing. So, uh, But typically in the Rocky Mountain Rumble, games have been very high scoring uh, as a whole. So um, uh, look for teams to air it out.
0: We mentioned that the Utah schools come in with a a little bit of it. Well, it's an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on how you look at it, because most of these Utah schools have already played two games. They They start a little earlier than Idaho, which on the one hand, okay, they've got two games to work out the kinks. But on the other hand, their opponent—they don't have any way to scout out what the Idaho schools are going to do. So, where do you fall? Is—is is it an advantage for the Utah schools to, to have two games, or is it a disadvantage?
1: I, I think it's always an advantage when you've been able to get on the field. I—I I, I just think that's always an advantage. There's a fill to the game, and I think that's always an advantage. But like you said, you know, there is some offset with that. I, I know, uh, uh, you know, some of the Idaho coaches have had an opportunity to go down and scout some of these teams out because every single Utah team coming into this tournament. Or, or into the Rocky Mountain Rumble. It's not a tournament, single game for each team, but but uh, all of them do have two games under their belts coming into this. Uh, none of them had a bye week or anything like that. Uh, and, and so Utah has has uh, had the opportunity to be scouted by Idaho schools and we'll you know we'll see what kind of role that plays and how the offset works.
0: Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting to to see how these Idaho schools stack up. IdahoSports.com will be broadcasting every single game from this year's Rocky Mountain Rumble, four on Friday, four on Saturday. The guy I'm looking at right now, Lance Taylor, he's going to be on the call along with Lauren Jensen uh, for those contests Let's talk about the venue, because in years past, uh, it was held at Holt Arena in Pocatello uh, on the campus of Idaho State University. Last year, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, ISU actually closed that facility. No, Nobody could use Holt Arena, not, not even ISU. That's so right. Holt Arena sat empty, and so we had to kind of scramble and adjust. But I think we found a great venue in that beautiful facility at Madison High School in Rexburg.
1: Oh, it's it, in Idaho. It's an unmatched high school facility. I mean, it is just a, a fantastic facility. There's nothing uh, really that could be said more about it than its beautiful. I mean, the the uh, the uh, score box or the, uh, uh, the broadcast booth is equivalent to a lot of your smaller colleges, you know, and better than some. Uh, it's it's a great facility. It's a turf field. It's got a big replay scoreboard uh, on the south end. Uh, I, I, I think the Utah schools have come up here in for a big treat.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be exciting to to see the second year in a row at Madison High School. So yeah. let's, let's dive into these individual matchups. It all starts Friday afternoon at one o'clock. We've got Beaver High School from Utah taking on the Marsh Valley Eagles, a, a team that a lot of people think could win District 5 this year in the Class 3A ranks. But what do you think?
1: Well, you know, Beaver's one of those schools that they're in the smallest school size for football in Utah. Uh, Utah does not have an eight-man football division. So those teams that cannot field an 11-man football team actually play Two baseball seasons. They play a fall baseball season, a spring baseball season. So Beaver is the smallest of the school sizes that do play foot uh, and football. They're, they're a school that's about half the size, if not maybe a little smaller than March Valley that, you know, uh, on that Beaver comes in 2-0 and after beating Kanab uh, 28-0. to That's a conference opponent for them, by the way. And then they went up and beat Grantsville, which is a bigger school. Uh, Uh, Than they are twenty to fourteen. Grantsville would be more around the size of a Marsh Valley, Uh, and uh, and so you know you know Beaver comes in with those two wins under them uh, under their belts and they're ready to play. Marsh Valley is going to have to get out quick.
0: Yeah so so uh, I guess what you're saying is it would be Beaver's more like maybe a 2A opponent here in Idaho whereas Yes, yes a, a
1: small 2A opponent, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we've seen in the past 2A schools uh, haven't had any
1: problems Absolutely. Before. Absolutely. Well, I grew up just south of Beaver there in Cedar City, Utah as a little kid before moving to Idaho for my high school years, but Beaver for those of you who don't know quite where it is, about an hour and a half north of of St. George. Utah, kind of the playground for for Utah during the wintertime. But uh, it's uh, up up in the mountains. You know, it's cold climate, a lot of dairy farms, famous for its cheese, things like that. Uh, But the beaver beavers will be coming in. In fact, we have two uh, schools that the mascot is the same as the name of the school. So coming into this Rocky Mountain Rumble this week. So not that that means anything, just a funny side note. And that's that's the
0: kind of hard-hitting analysis the folks came for, Lance.
1: That's right. Well, you know what? Marsh Valley went 3-6 and six last year. They lost their finale to American Falls. Uh, but Marsh Valley came off of a uh, great basketball season last year. And I think they really want to carry that type of momentum and mentality into all of their other sports. So I'd like to see Marsh Valley have a very good year this year.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Marsh Valley, of course, a great baseball program as well. Their, their American Legion baseball team got all the way to the Northwest regional tournament, which was in Anchorage, Alaska this year. And so I know some of, some of those guys that play both sports, uh, maybe were a little bit behind the eight ball to start off with preseason practices.
1: Yeah, they were. And then, and then, you know, things don't slow down for them next week. They go up and play at Teton, uh, non-conference game, but also three, a matchup. So Marsh Valley, uh, you know, they, they, uh, They start right out of the gates here, meaning they're in the fastest heat. (laughs) So just give it a track comparison.
0: Right. Uh, Real quick, talking about Legion baseball, can we just take a moment and applaud the Idaho Falls Bandits for winning Winning the American Legion World Series for the second time in three years, and probably Lance. Honestly, they probably could have gone for three in a row had last year's American Legion World Series not been canceled.
1: That's right. So so proud of these young athletes and and what they've accomplished. You know, uh, if you go most places in the country, they'd say, "Well, wh- where's Idaho Falls? Is is that in Idaho?" <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what you would get. And they have made uh, not not just Idaho Falls, but the whole state proud of what they've done. Yeah, and that's football.
0: a that's a combination of kids from all over the city, all all different high schools coming together for uh, a yeah. super team, essentially. So, yeah. Speaking of super teams, uh, Sugar Salem, the Diggers have the second game at the Rocky Mountain Rumble at four o'clock on Friday. They will take on Morgan High School from Utah. I know some of the uh, Digger coaches actually went and scouted Morgan in person. But what can you tell us about this matchup?
1: Well, you know, we know what Sugar Salem brings to the table. Sugar Salem a team last year uh, that only returned one full-time starter and still went through in one state with just one loss on the season last year. Uh, They return a lot of players this year with experience, and uh, they should be a very good team for them this year. Morgan is a good team. Morgan comes into here uh, one and one on the season. Uh, They beat Bear River 39 to 5. We'll talk about Bear River here a little bit later as they come up to the Rocky Mountain Rumble as well. Uh, But then they lost to Snow Canyon. Uh, out of Saint George, twenty to seven, and uh, more Morgan. Uh, y- y- you know, anytime you come in with a one and one like that, uh, th- there's more questions than answers, and uh, and so I think this might be one of those games where both teams just come out swinging and just see who can land a big blow first.
0: Yeah, a lot of questions around Sugar Salem as well as they lost so many talented players from last year's team. But uh, as, as Coach Richens has demonstrated in the past, that doesn't necessarily mean that Sugar Salem's headed for a down year. They always seem to reload, right?
1: Well, well like I said, going into last season, they had lost 26 seniors from the year before. Yeah. And they only returned one full time starter on that team. And that full time starter broke his collarbone in the second possession of the first game of the season. and they still went on and and they did lose to conference rival uh south fremont who was very good Uh, but then uh, sugar pulled it together and went on to win the state championship again for the third time
0: yep so we we did talk about at the uh the rocky mountain rumble how it is utah and idaho schools um but in our let me let me make sure i got this right the third matchup middleton against elko nevada am i reading that
1: correctly well, I show uh, I show Skyline and Green Canyon.
0: Yeah, okay. Let me, yeah, let me double check and make sure I'm looking at the right
1: thing here. That might I be show, a non. I show three games Friday, four games Saturday. four games Saturday.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the big broadcast schedule yeah. on IdahoSports.com. <laughs> where, by the way, Lance, opening weekend, really and truly, eighteen games on the broadcast schedule for IdahoSports.com.
1: There'll be plenty to keep people busy. <laughs>
0: yeah. If no, one's
1: boring, you just
0: switch to another one. <laughs> that's right. You could have your own personal red zone going. So. That's right. You uh, yeah, right.
1: Yeah, I saw our third game on Friday as uh, a Skyline. Yeah, you're, you're reigning 4A state champions against Green Canyon, another good-sized school who would be a 5A school if they were in the state of Idaho. They're out of Cache Valley uh, down by Utah State University. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about Green
0: Canyon in that Logan area.
1: Well, Green Canyon is 2 and 0 coming into this. They knocked off uh, Crimson Cliffs, uh, 17-13. That's a that's the newest high school down in the St. George area for for those people that are looking, uh, you know, I mean from a map perspective where that team happens to be. And then they beat Park City 19 to 17. So close games. So that's going to be a really tested team coming in. Green Canyon is they've played some close games, which means they've they've had to they've had to manage the clock, they've had to be very picky on play selections, particularly towards the end of games and so forth. Uh, and so that's—I uh, think—that's going to be a challenge that Skyline's going to have to to overcome a little bit. Is you got a t- team that comes in and they know how to win if a game happens to be close. But Skyline, we know what Skyline brings to the to the field. You know, and Skyline's a very very tough team. I do expect Skyline to win this game.
0: Okay, uh, because Skyline kind of has the same questions as Sugar Salem, where they are the defending champs at the four A level, but uh, they did lose so much talent. They do have some good, uh, like linemen coming back, and Kenny and Sadiq, I think, is going to be a stud yeah, at wide true. receiver. But um, yeah, so it, okay, Skyline, I like that. I like yeah,
1: that. I, I I think Skyline is a little bit like Sugar right now, where even when they lose a lot of players, they tend to reload rather than rebuild. And uh, and I, I I just I really have a lot of confidence in on this year.
0: Yeah, and Co- Coach Berger and that coaching staff yeah. one of the best in the state. So yeah. Okay, so that's our third and final game. So three games Friday, four games Saturday. Part Those games, Friday. by the
1: way, are one p.m., four p.m., and seven p.m. Yes, on so Friday.
0: Plenty plenty of time uh, in the schedule. Okay, I think the most intriguing game to me, Lance, is the first game on Saturday at eleven in the morning. You've got Coeur the Coeur Vikings, coming all the way down to Rexburg to take on Lehigh. Tell us about yeah. that matchup. Lehigh's
1: a 6A school in the state of Utah. Uh, they are a very big school. They'd be the biggest high school in the state of Idaho. Uh, they, they did split last year, uh, actually two years ago. Uh, but um, they're 1-1 one one on the season right now. They lost to Davis 21-14. That was an overtime game. Davis, another great big school. And again, for people who don't know where Davis is, that's Lagoon. Uh, The Farmington area, Lagoon, the amusement park, that's where Davis High School is. But uh, so, uh, so Lehigh, the north end of Utah County there. And then they went and beat Salem Hills, which is the south end of Utah County, 30 to 7. And so they're one and one coming into this. And, uh, and again, we don't know, you know, for sure what Coeur d'Alene brings to the table either. And, and I think of the, of the matchups in this, uh, in the Rocky Mountain Rumble this weekend, that might be the most intriguing of the matchups.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, Cordellane. I, I think is going to be pretty good again. They bring back a, a stud tight end, defensive end Cameron Cope, and a great running back under Julio, and they've got they've got a big offensive line too. It's it's going to be nice for you to to see Coeur d'Alene in person because they're kind of tucked away for most of the season. But the Vikings are actually coming down to to an event that'll give them some exposure. And Coeur d'Alene has proven time and again that it doesn't really matter where the game's at if it's a good competition, they'll travel.
1: Yeah. Play. Yeah. Coeur is good. And they're willing to, uh, they're, they're willing to step out and go and face, uh, you know, opponents that, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, these two opponents, if you were to drive are about 14 hours apart, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's that's pretty rare for high school teams, you know, unless you're in some kind of a national tournament. And uh, and so so the Rocky Mountain Rumble being able to bring some of these teams together uh, like this, I think it's going to be good for both of them. That is one that uh, I cannot pick a winner in that game. Uh, I'd like to see Coeur d'Alene, you know, the, the Idaho team win it. Uh, but, uh, there's no question that, uh, that that would be a game that if you had to put money down, you're going to want to do it on another game, not on that game because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. who knows?
0: Yeah. Real coin flips. So I, yeah. I, I think our, our next game on Saturday also has the potential to go either way. Uh, it's at, uh, two o'clock and you've got, let me double check that time. Two o'clock, right? Yeah,
1: it is two o'clock for okay, Pokemon yep. Ogden.
0: Yes, so Pocatello High, a team that is favored to win District 5 in the Class 4A ranks against Ogden, which is a pretty decently-sized school from Utah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, and, uh, you know, Pocatello wants to get off to a good start because they go out to Twin Falls the next week, don't forget. But Ogden Ogden is a team that's 1-1 one one coming into this game. They lost to Canyon View. That's out of Cedar City, Utah, just north of St. George there. I lost uh, 33-21, so that was a highly contested game. And then they beat Providence Hall 31-21. to And Ogden is a it's kind of a weird scenario there. Um, A few years back, Ogden went through a number of years where they did not have enough academically eligible players. And so what they did is they played as an independent down there. So they were not eligible for state tournaments, things like that, because they had too many players that were academically ineligible. So they couldn't uh, represent the school, uh, at least under the UHSAA. But they did allow them to play. Um, and, uh, you know, they struggled for a few years, uh, but now they're back in that lineup and, uh, and I, I, I really think that this Ogden Pocatello matchup, uh, could be a very, very, uh, tight game.
0: Yeah. I know Pocatello expectations are high this year. They've put a lot of pressure on themselves and it'll be exciting to see them new quarterback this year. Uh, Zach yeah. Park last year's quarterback, uh, did, did return, but he's back at his natural position of wide receiver. Yeah. Ryan Payne moved from running back to quarterback. And the story is that the players initiated that. It wasn't the coaching staff. Ryan Payne and Zach Park went to the coaching staff and said, Hey, we were kind of thinking, let's move us around. And they've they've been on board with it. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you could have the players on board, that's a full buy-in yeah. right there. And that that gives your team great opportunities. Great yeah. opportunities. Yeah. And you know, Pocatello, they six and three overall last year. You know, they lost to Bishop Kelly, uh, 35-0. Uh uh you know, opening of the state but uh, uh, but, but Pocatello I, I think you said it right they've they put a lot of pressure on themselves. They need some success in that program right now
0: yes a little shot in the arm for sure all right our third game on saturday is going to be at five o'clock saturday evening the highland rams from pocatello perennial power taking on alta high school from utah how do you see this one
1: yeah alta is a very very good school The hawks are uh, they're one of those perennial powerhouses in the state of utah most years however the last several years they've kind of been a 500 team uh, d- down there part of it is is Bingham high school who's been a nationally ranked team <laughs> so many years in the top 10 is in that same conference. Uh, it's a six, eight conference. And they just, uh, and uh, you know, Bingham has just kind of run away with that, um, uh, for the last while. And so a lot of people kind of lost sight of, of what Alta could do, but Alta is a very, very good team, uh, very good program, uh, a lot of rich history there. And I think that's one of those that is going to be a big test for Highland. Um, just, it's just going to be tough that that should be a good game. And I think we're going to see that game played in the trenches. I think that game is going to be very physical on the front lines, both sides of the ball. And, uh, and that's, that's one of the things that I think, uh, you know, we can look for Highland 11 and four last year, they lost to Rocky mountain at state. Um, in fact, we t- talked about quarter just a minute ago. They also got eliminated by Rocky mountain at state. Um, and, uh, and then of course, Rocky Mountain to win the state championship last year, beat Rigby out of that same conference, that same conference, <laughs> all three of those teams got eliminated by the eventual state champions. So, yeah. uh, uh, Highland comes in and I think Highland should be a pretty good team this year, but I think this game is going to be played and decided in the trenches.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned Highland and Rocky Mountain. They, they met up last week at Holt Arena last Saturday and Rocky won a very close game, 12 to seven, but Highland was driving, uh, to score potentially the winning touchdown and just ran out of time right around yeah. midfield. But um yeah, in in last year at the Rocky Mountain Rumble, that really kind of defined Highland season. They got they got absolutely smoked. It was their worst loss yeah. since the 1960s. Yep. And that's that's when they decided to make the quarterback change. Jack Whitmer had started the first game and a half as a junior, yeah. and he he kind of at halftime, they kind of pulled him and went with Easton Durham. And now Whitmer's back for a senior season. It'll be nice to see how he rebounds in his second attempt at the Rocky yeah. Mountain
1: Rumble. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was more than a wake up call. Uh, that was a wake up call with ice water being thrown on you in your bed, kind of thing, you know. And and uh, I, I think Highland will be be back and respond very well this year. I think we'll see a good Highland team. In fact, I really look forward, uh, you know, Highland Rigby, Highland Madison, those kinds of games this year.
0: Yeah, that conference is going to be fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Uh, And now we've got Madison, the host team, playing at 8 o'clock, kicking off under the lights. They're going to host, you mentioned, Bear River High from uh, Utah, which is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's uh, pretty close to that Idaho border, right?
1: It it is. Just right across from Malad, Idaho, uh, and just kind of west of of Logan there. Uh, Again, Cache Valley, where Utah State University is. Uh, Bear River uh, if there's potential for a blowout in this tournament, I think this is a game that will be a blowout. Bear River is 0-2, has not been competitive in either one of those games, um, on there, uh, they lost to Morgan, who plays Sugar, on the first day they lost to, or- or, or, to Morgan 39-5. to And uh, and then they lost to Clearfield 14 to 27, a Clearfield team that's not that good. And uh, and but Madison, I mean, Madison is coming off really a pretty abysmal season last year. You know, uh, as you you know, you look at Madison and and uh, what they had last year at two and seven, they lost their finale to Bonneville, you know, for a opponent. Uh, and Madison is looking to have a good season this year. But I think this is the game. I think we will see Madison blow the doors off of Bear River. I think that'll be a high-scoring, one-way game to uh, finish the Rocky Mountain Rumble.
0: Okay, that would be a great debut for new head coach uh, Chandler Rhodes. At yeah, it
1: Park. would be. It yeah. would be. I think that. I think that is really what we're going to see. Uh, but I, I think our most competitive games, I think you're going to see Coeur d'Alene, Lehigh, Sugar, Salem, and Morgan, and uh, and then Highland and Alta. I think those are the games that could be very, very, uh, from a score perspective, very competitive.
0: Yeah, I I think the Rocky Mountain Rumble is going to be very exciting. And again, all seven matchups at the Rocky Mountain Rumble will be streamed live at idahosports.com with Lance Taylor and Lauren Jensen. Each game is going to be fantastic and i'm i'm super excited for yeah, really I am.
1: the weather's supposed to be really good um, and uh, which you can't always count on in the fall in southeast idaho it's kind of like the spring in southeast idaho it might be fantastic it might be miserable but it's uh, it's setting up to be a pretty good weather weekend
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. Well, before we duck out, Lance, I did want to touch on just a couple of volleyball tournaments that I think are going to be pretty interesting. Uh, We've got the annual North-South Icebreaker Tournament at South Fremont, which is a a collection of 3A and 2A volleyball programs. There are 16 teams competing at this, uh, and it's a one-day tournament. It's Saturday only, so it's going to be sun up to sundown volleyball action at South Fremont High. Uh, 15 of the 16 teams, are varsity squad, South Fremont's JV is also competing. Uh, I mean, just look at this list of teams, South Fremont, Salmon, Butte County, Soda Springs, Teton, Marsh Valley, West Jefferson, Ryrie, American Falls, Aberdeen, Filer, Firth, North Fremont, Chalice. Snake River that is a loaded field.
1: That is a loaded field and 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 uh, you know and let, let's talk about South Fremont for just a moment because South Fremont this is a good opportunity for them to start their season off hot. Uh, and and to make a statement. They're in a, in a conference, uh the Mountain Rivers conference has been dominated by by a Sugar Salem program and uh and in, in that type of a program oftentimes if you want to get to state you got to do it through the back door uh because that front door entrance is usually occupied. And uh, they've got to step up and get a good start to their season, and really get that good mentality going in uh, to conference play this year. Because we know Sugar's going to be good, returning most of those players from that team. That that outside of two losses uh, to uh, uh, Highland, which have some asterisks by him, uh, outside of that, only lost one one set within their or I mean one game within their sets all year long and went three and oh in every every matchup at the state championship. So uh so I I I'm happy for South Fremont to get this going, do it on their own floor and uh and and see how they can begin their season.
0: Yes. Strangely enough, uh Lance about the only team that's missing from District five and six, three A two is Sugar Salem. They're not gonna yeah. be at- tournament so but but i think that'll be good uh it'll create opportunities for a lot of other teams i think the team to keep an eye on that tournament is going to be filer coming over from district four they did really well at state last year and they've got some good athletes
1: back yeah filer has some very good athletes uh on that volleyball team this year same with their girls basketball team you know a lot of those players will cross over to that team as well and i I think we're going to see a very good filer uh, uh volleyball team this year
0: Yep, so that's the uh, North-South Icebreaker Volleyball Tournament uh, Saturday mm-hmm. at South Fremont pretty, pretty much all day. It's going to be yep. nonstop action. And then I wanted to mention the Rigby Trojans are uh, kicking off their season uh, in a pretty tough way, the volleyball team. Yep. They're going to go down to Skyview High in Utah um, and, and take on uh, – they're the only non-Utah team competing at this tournament. And as we talked about, Utah has about a two-week head start on everybody else. It's going to be a good challenge for the Rigby Volleyball Team right out of the gate.
1: Well, and not only that, but – Rigby and Skyview will play in football (laughs) this Friday as well, and that is going to be a massive matchup. Uh, Skyview comes in 2-0. They beat Harriman 21-10, beat Bonneville of Utah 28-18, and last year they went 13-0 and won the state championship for their division size in Utah, and coming up to face a very, very tough program in Rigby that should be a sensational matchup as well
0: yeah Skyview high from Utah is kind of a football powerhouse I think they had five or six guys uh go play high level college football off yes
1: of yeah yeah Sky, Skyview is a very good well that's the team that came and just laid an absolute licking on on Highland last year yeah. uh in the Rocky Mountain Rumble so I I think uh, I think that's a good matchup and kudos to both schools uh Rigby and Skyview uh to step up and not be willing uh, to just take a patsy game to start the season, but to actually play a very, very tough game. Uh, that's, uh, that's kudos to both of those programs, because a lot of teams, particularly when you're good, sometimes will look for kind of that, what you'd call a warm-up game, you know, kind of that, well, you know, if worse comes to worse, we're still going to kill them, and we'll just kind of see some little holes we need to fill, you know, during the, during the next week. But these two teams are going to have to come out and, and play very hard to pick up a victory.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited for the opening weekend. Well, I mean, we had week zero stuff last week, but, but really and truly this is the opening weekend of high school athletics. In District 6, Lance, there's going to be a lot of good stuff to keep an eye on. Plenty to talk about next week, right?
1: Oh, plenty to talk about next week. Also, just as a just as a side note, I was with Paul Kingsbury, the, of course the owner of Idaho Sports this week, and your official sponsor for this podcast now is Pure Adrenaline Motorsports. Awesome. And, and all you got to do is go to pureadrenalinemotorsports.com, and you can see what they have online as far as motocross gear, snowmobile gear, uh glasses, goggles, you name it. Uh so Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, we're glad to bring them on as a sponsor.
0: Awesome. That sounds great, Lance. Yep, There's the there they are right there. So, yeah, again, if you're watching the video on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, you just saw the uh, the glasses that Lance was showing off there. You can also get this podcast uh, audio only at our website, IdahoSports.com. Across the t- the navigation bar on the homepage, there's a drop-down menu with all the prepcasts. Just click on East Idaho Prepcast. You can also download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Lance, thanks for stopping by, and, and let's get to it. Good luck this week at the Rocky Mountain Rumble.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you as well. It'll be fun to talk next week and to see uh, to see what happened. Yep. It's oh, be you know, real quick, though, sure. we, we do just got to give a quick pick for the games. Okay. Marcelli over Beaver is what I have. Sugar Saddam over Morgan. Skyline over Green Canyon. I hate to say it, but Lehigh over Coeur d'Alene. Um Pocatello over Ogden, I believe – Alta will probably come in and win that game against Highland, and I believe Madison will absolutely blow the doors off of Bear River.
0: That I agree with all of those picks, except I, I think I like uh, I like Green Canyon to knock off Skyline. I'm going out on a limb there. And I, I think Cordellane. I like, I like what the Vikings got. I think Cordellane can, can get a win as well. So
1: yeah. And they, they very well can, you know, I mean, our picks are written in soap, not stone. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a note of it. And we'll hold you to it next week.
1: We'll see. How many you got we, right. will. we will. Maybe we'll uh, do a dinner over it or something. Okay. That's uh, that's I win good. you or the heads. I win tells you lose kind of thing. So you are paying me the <laughs> way.
0: A little sleight of hand there for sure That's right. That's right. all right that'll do it for this yeah, edition. yeah. <laughs> that'll that'll do it for this edition of the east idaho prep cast for lance taylor i'm brandon Banny. thanks for tuning in enjoy the opening weekend everybody we'll see you back here next